Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Time to BS Podcast, part of the Unhinged Sports Network. Now, to thank the sponsors who support this show. Are you looking for your team's favorite gear at the best prices? Look no further than Fanatics.com. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of the Unhinged Sports Network and Time to BS Podcast. Fanatics has some great deals all day, every day. Get your fan on at Fanatics.com. U Stadium is home to the best sports fans around. Chat and debate with fans every day and win some great prizes along the way. U Stadium has supported us since the very beginnings of our show at the days of the Sports Cave. And you can support them too. Download U Stadium on Apple and Google today. Time to BS Studios is home to Time to BS Podcasts, the Sports Cave, and BS Sessions. Follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Time to BS Podcast for updates on future episodes. The Sports Cave streams live weekly on YouTube and BS Sessions is home to the realest talk around. Join the BS Army and follow us on our journey today. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to all of those advertisements. Now, as they always say in theaters, enjoy the show, guys. It's time to BS. We're going to do some uh, ASMR. Oh, it's sexy. Uh. Welcome to Time to BS Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. How is everyone doing today? Ladies and gentlemen, we fucking made it. It's time to BS. It's not one of my uh, my proudest moments. That's for and sure. And paid the price this Sunday for it. It paid the piper. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh thank you, Karma. The church Karma. of Josh Allen. The Church of Josh Allen. All these sins against you. Yes, the Church of Josh Allen is, is not pleased with me right now. A U Stadium podcast. Grace. Uh, still struggling? <laughs> and part of the Unhinged Sports Network. And now to start your weekend with us. It's time to BS. Dipshits, and welcome to another two-hour program with Wasting Your Time. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 110 of Time to BS Podcast. We are seven episodes away from the Halo episode. If you get that reference, your childhood was awesome. 
But if you don't get it, you're still awesome. This is true, Mike. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself, uh, uh, Dan? I'm feeling fantastic. Really fantastic. We got so much shit to discuss. Good and bad, regardless. Covid oh. truck again. Did you see that? What's up? Covid nineteen has trucked the major league baseball world yet again. Yes, this is true. We will get. We have. We have so much to do. Football, hockey, baseball, basketball. The finals are going on in the NBA. We got UFC discussion. Oh, so much stuff. I got two rants today, and plus we also got the. NFC North preview to do, to do out of our NFL out of our NFL preview series, so that's exciting. Um, Jesus, Mike! Wow. So we start things off with Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I can't stand him. What happened here, man? What happened? So Stephen A. Smith, if you missed what happened. Stephen A. Smith, who is an advocate of anti-racism and yeah. equality in everyone, you know, stereotype, anti-stereotype, you fucking name it, uh, is the highest yep. paid individual at ESPN. That's not the point here. The point here is that this individual said Shohei Otani of the Anaheim Angels it should not be the face of baseball because he needs an interpreter. This man... Shohei Otani is the face of baseball, not because he speaks Japanese as his native language, but this man can swing the bat and pitch a baseball. Unless you're in the first round of the Major League Baseball home run derby. Regardless. <laughs> no, nah. no, no, regardless. Now I'll get much into that stuff. No, I mean. No, he's a heck of a player. I'm not. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, I'm not knocking him by any means. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I just I'm, – I'm confused by this for a number of reasons because Stephen A., I love I, – I, you remember the early days of first game. Mm-hmm. You, you and I remember the early days of first game with – a young Stephen A. Yep. and Skip Bayless back in the day with Kerry Champion. And that was great ESPN. But yeah, Stephen A. Smith has since apologized for his comments. Um, Jeez. It's just bad. Well, first of all, I still think Otani can easily be the face of the of the league. I mean, he, is, he already is. <laughs> well, exactly. And if you put it this way, you know, I don't know who else you could put up there. Yeah, you can put probably, you know, Bryce Harper or something. But right now, you're looking at this, not the pitchers, because the pitching right now sucks across the board. I know Garrett Cole had a great outing against the Houston uh, Astros. Uh, yeah. Last our break, but I mean, let's just be honest. The pitching hasn't been great from anybody. But, I mean, oh. he, who's the best player all around? And it's Otani. It is Otani. pitching standpoint. It is. Dude's hitting 500 feet home runs. Granted, it's a mile high. But still, I mean, I, I get I get what he's – to an extent, I get what Stephen A's trying to say. Well, the face of the, of the league or the face of the franchise, whatever the case may be, it needs to be someone that, okay – 
first of all, regardless if you speak Spanish or speaks Japanese or speaks whatever, I don't. I personally don't even care about that. If he can play Hideki Matsui. Yeah, perfect example of this. Wasn't Hideki Matsui in game six? Guess what could have happened in the 09 World Series? Phillies could have won that thing. Who knows what would have happened in those seven? Hell, Ichiro, he's one of the greatest players yeah. of all time. Well, exactly. And he was the face of the Mariners franchise for years. For a decade, for almost two decades. No, technically is, if you think about the Seattle Mariners organization. I mean, yeah, it's, it's true. Ken Gr- it's Ken Griffey Jr. and then Ichiro. Oh, yeah, true. That's it. But if you're not old enough to know Ken Griffey Jr., then... And God, baseball. If you miss, if obviously a lot of people didn't grow up to watch King Griffey, but my God, you miss a oh. oh, that dude could swing. That man could swing. I miss, I, I, I watched some film of 90s baseball. I'm like, oh, man, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It was a wonderful thing. But yeah, this whole thing, I mean, it's. I don't blame Stephen A. for saying this. But at the same time, it's like, dude, pick your words. Pick your words. It's like, be smart. Actually, yes, I I, I can't blame Stephen A. because I'm sure what he meant to say was not that. Well, I'm pretty sure... (laughs) I'm pretty sure that... Um, oh, you and I are both Yankee fans. Well, yeah. You and I are both Yankee fans. I'm sure what he meant to say was Aaron Judge or Garrett Cole should be the face of baseball. Even though that's not true. If it, It's a dicey yeah. situation. Aaron Judge would be the closest... And you know, he struggled quite a bit. He, he He's... I don't know. But no, right now, Otani beats out anybody. No. Well, Otani is in all-star two positions. Yeah. Which was the last time that happened? I'll tell you, never. So we shift over from an interesting topic to a more interesting topic with, uh, oh, boy, um, Richard Sherman. Oh, my God. Here we go. This is my rent right here. Oh, God. Keep talking. Let my cat out the room. Um, so Richard Sherman, if you haven't heard the news about Richard Sherman, um, oh boy, how do I put this? Uh, basically what happened was he, he got into some trouble with the law and what basically happened, the police were called. There was destruct, there was like property damage, also drinking shit, and all sorts of problems. And then, and then we get to the 911 call. Uh, Mike, I don't know what you're gonna rant about, but when Richard Sherman's wife is saying that this man possibly wants to hang himself. Um, now you and I remember Richard Sherman from his days with the Seahawks both of us I I clearly remember him still during his Stanford days Yeah, you remember remember him more during his Stanford days than I 
than I do. I wasn't as big of a college football guy as I am now. But um, Richard Sherman is obviously a very smart individual. Well, to be in Stanford, you got to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, duh. Um, no, he's a smart guy, regardless, regardless of what university. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, so you're telling me that nobody that doesn't go to Stanford? No, he's a smart guy, regardless. This man mate, what, came, went from Compton, Compton, Los Angeles, in the shit part of LA. Well, that's that's understandable because most of Los Angeles is shit. I digress. Um, to Stanford, to making it in the NFL, to you can make an argument. Over the last 10 years, there is only one cornerback that has been more dominant than him, Darrell Rivas, and was the face of maybe the third greatest defense in NFL history in the Seattle Seahawks. I say third with all due respect to the orange crush of the 2015 Broncos. No, that, that is fair. no that the twenty thirteen Seahawks, the twenty fifteen and eighty five Bears, from and the twenty fifteen Broncos. Period, Those are your top three. Yeah, from a three or four year period. Oh well, yeah, exactly. No yeah. one dominated the NFL oh, on well, defense no. during, especially in this period of time, like the Seahawks did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and when you think of it, all three of those guys of the Legion of Boom are going in the Hall of Fame. Sherman, Browner, Sherman, Chancellor, Thomas, all three of those guys are probably going in the Hall of Fame. Sherman probably being the only one that would technically be a first ballot. That's a that's a debate for another time, but... Oh, well, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a debate for another time, but th- this whole thing is just disturbing because, I mean, this couldn't have just happened. I mean, you don't just... This doesn't just happen out of the this doesn't just happen out of the blue i mean something could have caused this where there was you know i don't know i mean i i you know my stance on mental health mm-hmm. so mike i leave the floor to you what do you got you know and i probably shouldn't say ramp that sounds like a really bad thing because i will say this and this is unfortunate, and I'm not bringing politics up, I'm not bringing anything, but unfortunately, I will say this. I, I personally believe, and it's ESPN, Bleacher Report, Barstool, I don't care where anybody get their in, uh, resources from, their information. Me, personally, I do Bleacher Report just because, well, I like their app a little bit better than ESPN. You stay in the <laughs> Exactly, yeah. So Bleacher Report and you stay in, they're practically right on the spot. Uh, notification-wise, ESPN, I don't use besides fantasy football. But anyway, that's beside the part. The, when the news broke out, I believe it was Bleacher Report, um, twisted in a little bit ways uh, different was <clears throat> Richard Sherman arrested for domestic violence. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw that one or not. I saw that one. I was like, that can't be right. That's when I think I texted you. I was, right, I was driving to Tulsa for work purposes. Yeah. I think and that's kind of what I said. What I said is like, because I couldn't read, I was thinking I'm the only one driving. So I'm like, man, we just got done with Trevor Bauer. Here we go again. Frank Clark. Right? Yeah. Tyreek. Here we go. A list of people again in the NFL and sports. Well, Frank Clark was just an idiot. So. Well, that's. Yeah. Michigan. We'll do that to you. So. 
I'm thinking, I'm already pissed off because I'm to the boiling point to this domestic crap as it is. I'm like, you know, I'm really getting fed up with this crap. Okay, cool. Now another report comes out. Oh, it wasn't domestic violence. ESPN. I'm looking at this one right now. Looking through ESPN. Um, you know, practically saying that he was intoxicated. He threatened to kill himself. I guess he had a confrontation with the family member. We Which don't still doesn't seem right. It, none of this seems right. No. None of this. I mean, you you scroll through the audio of the 911 believed to be made by Sherman's wife. Um, I don't care about her name. It shows in here. I'm not going to say it. I don't really care. Which was obtained by ABC News and ESPN early Thursday. Call described Sherman as being drunk. And By the way, sorry to cut you off, but that uh, that nine one one officer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that clip. I have, I personally have not seen anything. Okay, yet. so the nine one one official basically did not give two shits about said call. This individual, Richard Sherman's wife, Ashley, is in distress over her husband potentially attempting suicide. Yeah. And the 911 officer is just like, oh, here we go again. I was like, really? Really, my guy? You don't want to you don't want to cost people to do extra for their job, I guess. Oh um, Jesus, my <laughs> No, I, I like the police officers. I, I respect the hell of them. I know you do. Um, no, um, you know, practically, I guess for some reason, apparently say states that. He was wrestling with her or her uncle. I guess they were wrestling. I guess Sherman being aggressive and well, if he's intoxicated, you know, that's not a good thing. I don't know what they were wrestling about. I don't know if he was trying to help uh, Sherman go, Richard Sherman going to hang himself. I don't know why they were wrestling. I don't know. Um, sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. So I don't know if he's trying to attempt it. I don't know. You know, I don't know why. But anyway. You know, I guess the residents, people saying, Richard, you know, please stop. Long story short, um, where I'm going to get at with this, domestic violence or not, athletes, and you mentioned this earlier, we're all, at the end of the day, we're all human. Yes. And you mentioned that in a text earlier, which I 100% agree. This is where it sucks. And this is where I wish people would realize, and I'm going to take a Michael from the, you know, just got off done attempt a, a pod for a little bit, but to now we're going to get in the software. Is, this is where people need to realize sports is just a breakaway from our stressful life that we can enjoy two, three hours with. Thank you. At the end of the day, Richard Sherman, doesn't matter if you're Richard Sherman, doesn't matter if you're Drew Locke, doesn't matter if you're the freaking Kendall Hinton that nobody's ever heard of. At the end of the day, you're still Kendall Hinton, you're still Drew Locke, you're still Richard Sherman, you're Aaron Judge. You're we're human. Yeah, we're all human. We're all human. We're not just robots in some game. Yeah. We're not this in the Hunger Games, even though I would love Hunger oh, Games to be, yeah, that, cool. to be real. God, that'd be great, though, if we were all, like, in a simulation, like, in the Matrix. Dude, I'd be bored. I'd be scared shitless, but that'd be cool, though. Be like, whoa! Oh, that'd be tight. That would be awesome. Do we get robot suits? <laughs> in hindsight though yeah in yeah i mean all jokes honestly, aside all jokes aside yeah. we are we are all human in the end i mean we jokes all do stupid shit we all do things that we're not proud of we've all done things that you know 
that we're constantly regretting about or whatever. I mean, we we've we, mm-hmm. we've done stupid shit in our lives. Oh, amen to that one. We have done stupid shit. We have said stupid shit in our lives. Does it make us per? We're not perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. No. Well, no. The point is, um, which I'm sure this what Mike's point is probably going to be is, hey, we're human, mm-hmm. but also get your head right. Yeah, I don't condone Richard Sherman. I don't know why. You know, we don't. We went from you know, like I said, we went from one report saying, oh, it's domestic violence, which now apparently that's not even the case. Which yeah. I don't know. Then now, now we're, it was an attempt suicide or whether, I don't know. If he's playing it, doesn't matter. Why were they wrestling on the floor? I don't know. Was he trying to get to it to where he's going to hang himself? We don't know. We're still all Yeah, if this is an attempted suicide, yeah. um, you know, this makes this obviously more interesting and more fascinating in the end from, first of all, like, how deep does this, how deep does the rabbit hole go? More importantly, how deep does this go? Was this, you know, I hate to bring the Seahawks into this, but one was it was it when the Seahawks released Sherman and he signed with San Francisco? I don't know. I'm just making. I'm just throwing us. I'm not throwing assumptions. I'm just guessing or some shit. But how deep the rabbit hole goes, we will never know. Probably, um, <laughs> or until more information comes out. Um, do you want to get pissed off? And I will say this before I get pissed off. Okay, good. Is there'll be two more things. One, first of all, to everyone that's out there listening, um, it, it's okay to, to be passionate about the team. Trust me. I'm very passionate about the Broncos and especially OU and the Yankees and the Devils. Oh, I'm passionate. Days, uh, Dan's. We went to David. I just got done talking to David. Dan. Uh, <laughs> He's we all start with these. Extremely, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got your Dan's passionate about the Seahawks and the Islanders and so on and so. We all know about Kyle. Why, Lord? Hell, I'm getting a fucking tattoo of the Islanders yeah. on my bicep. Exactly. And eventually the Seahawks are on my other bicep. Regardless, continue. No, you're good. The point is, listeners, these guys are humans. They live in reality world too. Yes, they make a ton of money. Yes, we may not be in the same lifestyle as they are. But remember, they have the same struggles that we have, maybe on a different frame. We don't know what Richard Sherman was thinking mentally. And, yes, I'm going to bring it up, and this probably going to be mentioned, I'm sure, in a lot of these reports. Is football helmets even protecting their heads? Here we go again. We're probably going to get that realm. Regardless, mental illness is real. Mental illness is very serious. And I hate when people go after these athletes make these death threats because I kick them freaking missed a field goal or something. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. We've done it more than once. I mean, with, I know it, yeah. I mean, I know it gets old after a while. We always joke around with Dan because obviously Dan's a Seattle fan. Okay, we get the one-yard line. Ha, oh, ha, yeah, yeah. I hate to know, but I'm sure – I hate saying this, dude, but I'm sure if Pete Carroll – I think Pete Carroll does have a Twitter, but – Dude, I could imagine. I'm, I'm sure he had death threats if you would actually go through his thing. Oh, you have no I'm idea. Sure he's at him. Anyway, Bro. sports is fun. I love sports. I'm passionate about sports. But guys, this is real life, and this is this is, sad to see. this is sad to see. We'll we'll get to a few more topics in just a quick second, but we'll take a quick two minute break, and then we'll be back to you in a second. 
It's time to BS. It's not one of my uh, my proudest moments. That's for and sure. You paid the price this Sunday for it. You paid the piper. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh thank you, Karma. The Church Karma's, of Josh Allen. Car- the yes, the Church of Josh Allen. Church of Josh Allen. Allen. Your sins against you. Yes, the Church of Josh Allen is, is not pleased with me right now. A U Stadium podcast. All right. So, Mike, why is it? Okay, so another name you forgot to mention before in the realm of uh, interesting NFL offseason was Barkevius Mingo, who is now formerly of the of the Atlanta Falcons. Whoa, that <laughs> took a deep turn real quick. When I saw Barkevius Mingo and uh, pedophi- child pedophilia, I'm like, whoa, that took a serious motherfucking left turn real fast. Uh, yeah. I saw that when I was at work. I'm like, come again? Mm-hmm. Um, the Falcons quickly released him. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. And he's probably going to face at minimum 20 years of prison. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would assume so. Um. He's going to face some time, regardless of years. Yeah, yeah that's beside the point. Um, and yet Tyreek Hill stumbled. Dude. I'm in one of those moods, dude. I just want to speak my opinion today, homie. We will get to, we will get to that. We will get to your rants as I have two more as I have another rant also. Um, to get to bring some comedy in there. Um, not in not in the Barkevius Mingo situation. Let's put ourselves in context. Um, yeah. We are not laughing at Barkevius Mingo. What he did was fucked up. Uh, uh, yeah. No shit. But, um, Mike, do you want to laugh? Because I'm going to rant about... Okay, so... Well, I need to laugh because um, work has been stressed for the last few weeks. So okay, yeah. good. Because... So every now... So I live on Long Island. I, I reside on Long Island in the great state of New York. Um... We have two area. We have two areas here on the island: the South Shore and the North Shore. The North Shore is mostly filled with rich assholes who mm-hmm. drive Mercedes Benz cars, sedans, Jeeps, and expensive Jeeps. You name it. The South Shore, to a degree, is somewhat of the same thing. Uh, not as not as bad because you get more hills up in the North Shore. Um, so, like, why is it that whenever we drive? Behind the Mercedes Benz, they're always going like 20 miles under the speed limit. Why is this? Okay, Why well, that's this a, I'm glad. <laughs> Why I'm glad is that the case? Because I was driving into because <laughs> I was driving into Queens one day, and I got stuck behind three of them. I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers! I'm going. Well, to answer that, oh, it's them. It is well, always Mercedes Benz. Why it is always them? And it's the same damn cars. It's the same kind of model too. Why? I, I really think, and we have that here quite a bit. Not so much in Midwest City where I'm at, but there's a town, there's a city, uh, probably. 10, 15 minutes away from Midwest City, Northwest, called Nichols Hills or The Village. Um, they sound like a bunch of tools. 
They are multi-millionaires, six-figure oh, teams. Hit them ginormous. Florida is another one that's doctors and lawyers and attorneys' houses. And literally, I kid you not, they have their own gate security. You know, if you even if you ounce, I never attempted it, but from what I hear is, if you're an advertised car, you're going to get kicked off. Okay. Why is it always these? To answer your question, I really think because they are so living on life. They think we will make six figs, so we should take our time. You have to practically follow greatness, if you will. I really do because we don't have so much Mercedes Benz here, but it's the Cadillacs SUV. Look, oh, those are those are not as bad as Mercedes. I almost forgot Cadillacs. But always Cadillacs did. we get those bad. here more. Teslas and those are the biggest slow move out of the way, or I'm going to knock you out, and then we could carry on. Cadillac's not as bad here because we we don't usually don't see them. It's mostly Mercedes Benz and for some reason Teslas. We get Teslas everywhere, man. Yeah, Teslas are starting to be big. Teslas are yeah. everywhere. But if I if I don't drive a pickup truck, but if I do eventually get a nice big ass pickup truck, I'm gonna install a train horn in there. And whenever I see these motherfuckers driving 20 miles under the speed limit, I'm going to honk that train horn straight at their ass and be like, pass by them. I was like, move, asshole. <laughs> I'm an angry driver. I need people to understand. I'm an angry driver. Oh, so am I. I was very, today I think really pushed my buttons today. Oh, I just, it's one of those that. days I just, I know. But, I mean, let's understand this. I mean, okay, just because you make six figures, just because you're a doctor or a lawyer or work in a desk job for a highly paid company, no offense, Mike, but... Dude, I don't make that much, so no offense taken. Regardless, okay, people of the, yeah. of the upper class desk job, and you know I make 30, you are. I make 37 a year, so that's, you know... <laughs> hey, Regar- it's a job. It's a so, job. Okay. Sure. The non-blue collar class. There we go. There we go. <laughs> the white collar fucktards. Yep. You know who you are. You're not entitled assholes. And I'm looking to okay. Which brings us to another topic. I don't see. I don't know if you saw this report of Steve Ballmer, the Clippers owner, um, basically get the two billion dollar tax write-off every year because he owns an NBA because he's a billionaire. I'm like, you dick. Yep. Entitled bastards. Rich bastard fuckers. And uh, you know what's funny is my sales rep and I um, were going to Tulsa and coming back because we had to drop a car off. Well, anyway, that's again, what's funny is this conversation, not so much the same exact thing, but we were actually brought up this. We were talking about this and her and I were talking because she's in the transition of getting another job and I'm hopefully getting my promotion maybe we'll see um but we'll get a few years out but anyway so we were talking about this and you know i really believe that people nowadays are so entitled entitled they're so entitled a a friend of mine i i follow on twitter we talk here and there at times but you know he was earlier he's ranting about you know i've been here this company i ain't gonna say which one but for 15 years, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, it sucks, but we're so entitled to something. Okay. We're so entitled to something, but, um, and even not so much jobs. We're entitled. We got people out here that they think that 
President Biden should pay them okay. Here's why I cut you off and say this. Here's why I cut you off because the Oklahoma man is going to come out. <laughs> so Mike has a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, is like I do. I I also I also have a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde moment where I have an alter ego. <laughs> hey, I just we'll save it for BS sessions in the sports game. We'll there we go. The sports game tomorrow. How about that? Come on the there sports game. Come on the sports game tomorrow. We'll live stream the sports game. We'll do. We'll talk some bullshit because we're. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, let's do. Let's wave for that one. stuff yeah. there. But regardless, um, here's where I say we are not entitled to shit. Life is a privilege, man. Oh, absolutely, it is a privilege. You get what you get. Don't get us at shut the fuck up. All right, done. Um, Ben Simmons. Oh, sports. This dude's getting killed, man. I feel bad for Ben Simmons, but at the same time, I don't. Because it's the Sixers, and the Sixers deserve this. The 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers, tanked, deliberately tanked for years, destroying the NBA, which just now unfucked itself with a great series between Milwaukee and Phoenix in the NBA Finals. Fantastic series, by the way. I don't know if you've seen any of the games. Great mm-hmm. series so far, which I hope so goes to seven. Um, the, the Sixers fucked the NBA by tanking for years to get top draft picks. One of their top draft picks, Ben Simmons, uh, who was selected number one overall, great, def- phenomenal defensive player, by the way, as mm-hmm. you and I have – you more about ba- you know more basketball than I do, but um, he's getting he's gonna get traded. Yeah, given we don't know game. we don't know when, but we're counting down the clock until this man eventually finds his way out of the 76ers. Um, because this motherfucker can't shoot. He can't shoot. When you can't shoot a jumper or a layup. Let alone a layup. What's up here? What, what happened? Did you? By the way, who was that actor who plays uh, Falcon from uh, the Marvel movies? I can't remember his name. But that joke was funny at the SBs. Yeah. Oh, dang it. I know who. I know who it is. I I forget the name. But he basically said, "We know Ben Simmons." donated out of his pocket to build this orphanage entirely out of his playoff bricks. And I was like, oh, that's that's perfect. That's great. That is phenomenal. But, oh, man. Hey, I like Ben Simmons. I'm, amazing college stud. And if people don't, if people want to look back, I remember this. If you ever want to watch him play, look up when OU went to LSU and you had Trey Young against Ben Simmons. Um, phenomenal game. But, you know, Ben Simmons – but what's <laughs> – he just – I don't know what – I don't know if change of senior. I know the Kings are interested in him. I know the Spurs are interested. Oklahoma City, I keep hearing, might be. I don't know. I, I don't know. But nonetheless, he'll land, whether or not – regardless of where – I really believe it. once he gets a change of, change of scenery – 
I really believe Simmons will actually be a whole lot better than he is in Philadelphia. I hope so. Uh, Philly, though, it just shows you that uh, you can tank all you want, but you're just ruining it. And see, it's backfired. It has backfired because it yeah. hasn't given the results that they were hoping for. Yeah. But this whole thing is – it's just, it's just. I mean, he's in a terrible situation in Philadelphia, like you said. I mean, Philadelphia just shows no mercy. Well, yeah, Philadelphia, Joel Embiid, trust the process. Um, <sighs> Great you got, you got trust the process guy. Philly, the best team in the East, in my opinion, I thought this year. Failed once again, as always. Man, they did themselves. They really <laughs> They don't have the right pieces to fit that coat, the mix. They have no shooters. No, no. they have no shooters. It's well, just two guys. Yeah, it's two well, guys. Two which, well, two and a half if you count Seth Curry, but regardless. <laughs> I forgot he was still in the league. I'm not going to lie. For like a good I'm year. Really surprised. For a good year, I forgot. Oh, no, I, I think I'm going to tell you one thing. If he gets traded to San Antonio, because those Spurs are going to go all in on this dude, please. I guarantee you, Greg Popovich, one of the best of all time in coaching, is going to transform this dude to a mega freaking beast. Bro, I hope so. I hope so that the God, I hope so the Italian, the Godfather in Greg Popovich. I hope, I swear, he does it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. The Spurs are going to. Oh, I didn't think about this actually. He's going to form Ben Simmons into what. We sh- knew all along what he could amount uh, to be in the NBA. This guy's gonna go off if he gets to San Antonio. I, wow. I I didn't I didn't think of that actually. I didn't think of that at all. Um. So before we recorded the the first segment, we were. Mike's New Jersey Devils. Like I keep forgetting that you're a Devils fan because it just doesn't fit for some reason. Well, you know. Regardless, um, there are some yeah. interesting NHL rumors that have been going around like wildfire. Mm-hmm. So, in a span of a week, uh, Duncan Keith, three-time champion of the Blackhawks, was traded to Edmonton. Ryan Suter and. Zach Parisi, who were both signed on the same day with the Minnesota Wild, were both bought out on the same day. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Yandel with the Florida Panthers, bought out. Yeah. Uh, and Shea Weber, potential retirement. Pekka Reining. By the way, we need to check on our favorite luchador. Ult- we need to check on our favorite luchador, Ultimate Predator, uh, National mm-hmm. Predator Super. We need to check on him. I hope mm-hmm. he's doing okay. Because Pekka Rene was the his his guy, and he just retired after 15 years. Um, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a little down on himself right now. Uh, Luchador will find a way to swanton bomb his ass back. He'll thing. be. <laughs> yeah. I just it's not even the right wrestling reference. He'll be he'll he'll, uh, he'll he'll be all right. Six four nine or Lucha House Party. His way. Oh, dude, remember Lucha House Party? Oh, yes. Oh, they were awesome. Regardless, um, there's more discussions here. Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, if you don't know that name, you don't you don't watch enough hockey, but he's an all-star with the St. Louis Blues, Stanley Cup champion with the Blues back two years ago. Um, 
as a former 40 goal scorer. His name has surfaced in multiple trade destinations, one of them being the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't know about you, but as someone who has won three cups and been to five finals in his lifetime, you have no idea how happy this makes me feel. Bro, we have been through so much shit as a franchise for over 30 for over well over 30 years yeah. since 87 we've been through shit and shit back to see that there are players that want to come to the island is satisfying it's because of the new arena well not just in the new arena it's because, because the, the, island, the islanders are there it's not even because of the arena it's because of it's because of the coaching Bro, when you take well, the, the culture of the cultural, the culture of the Islanders organization is, we are in position to win. Oh. We're just a few pieces away just to get past. I'm gonna be honest with you, you guys are a few pieces away to get past Tampa. Tampa is your arch nemesis. If and Anders then, Lee doesn't, get, if Anders Lee doesn't go down with it with the ACL tear, they're probably in the final. They're probably mm-hmm. on the final and hoisting the cup. Yeah. I don't want to make too many assumptions, but that's probably a good situation. But I mean, I, I told this to I told this to someone on Twitter. I said, "Man, look at this defense." I mean, they're probably gonna have to break off that defense a little bit because they got to re-sign Pellick. They got to bring in. They, they got to possibly trade Nick Letty. Uh, Andy Green's probably retiring. I don't know yet, but uh, they're probably gonna lower. Uh, weaken that defense a little bit, but this defense was the number one ranked defense in the NHL for three straight years. And they got to the conference finals in back-to-back years against the eventual Stanley Cup champions. Stanley Cup champs. Yeah. But I said, if they get a goal score or two, how are they not one of the favorites to win the Cup? How are they not? I mean... It's oh, it's so great, man! Like, how many of us would have expected this ten years ago? How many of us would have expected this mm. five, five, six, ten years ago, fifteen years ago? How many of us would have expected this? That oh, yeah, Barry Trotz is gonna is gonna coach the Islanders. Lou Lamorell is gonna leave the, the Devils. Sorry, the the Maple Leafs and come to the Islanders. Garcia is gonna get fired. Jack Capuano and Doug Wade are both gonna get fired. There's going to get new ownership for the team and a new arena. How, if you would have told me that five years ago, I would have laughed in your face, snatched <laughs> a whiskey bottle above your head, and I would have and I would have pulled a CM Punk pipe bomb on you, and we're like, "You listen here, bitch. That's not going to happen." You saw the Richard Sherman video too. Yeah, yeah, that's disturbing as fuck. Um, speaking of Richard Sherman, um, Jesus, wow. Um, but do you think Tarasenko gets traded? Because he, he requested a trade out of St. Louis, which someone used to check on our favorite St. Louis Blues fan, Leia, who hasn't been on our show yet. Why? I don't know. But do I think I... <laughs> It's tough. It's very tough. 
Well, who would be a good fit for him? Well, on top of that, what would be the, what would be his value? Uh, I don't know. Um, here's the thing: the Blues are probably going to rebuild. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, I think they're going to unload, truthfully, and now, rebuild again. Here's what I think he's pissed off by this whole thing. First of all, he has he's had three shoulder surgeries on the same shoulder. Right. Two of them by the team doctors, the other one, the third one by his personal doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's pissed off about that. I was like, dude, you couldn't fix my shoulder twice. I had to go to my own guy. And when the, the Ryan O'Reilly trade happened, um, and eventually they named Ryan O'Reilly the captain when Tarasenko was straight, when Tarasenko left, wait, Tarasenko, Alex Petrangelo, excuse me. Too many long names. Christ. Alex <laughs> Petrangelo left to go to the Golden Knights, uh, the former captain. Ryan O'Reilly was named the captain of the Blues. And Tarasenko, who's been there for like eight years, was like, dudes, really? Really? I'm the longest tendered blue. I'm the longest tendered mm-hmm. member of the team. And you're not going to name me the captain? What the fuck? Yep. So I wouldn't understand he's pissed off about that, but I'm sure he's more pissed off about the shoulder. But dude, he goes to the Islanders. If he's, so? if he's the same player he once was before his injuries, oh. Well, I was going to say, do you think? Do you think that? Um, with his injury prone, so I would still trade for him, though. I would trade. For him. I, I think the field, I think the Flyers would be a good fit though for him too. <laughs> Flyers are nowhere near ready. Well, no, but <laughs> you never know. It's true, Carter Hart. Carter Hart could pull 40 wins out of his ass if he could. But, yeah, this is an interesting one here. This is a very interesting discussion here. This is Now, if I'm not mistaken, he does have a um, full no trade clause in his contract, doesn't he? I think he waived it. Yeah. I think he waived it. I think he would waive it for the Islanders and three other teams. I think the Devils are in there somewhere, too. I could be wrong. That'd be nice, though. Dude, we need somebody like him. You need defense is what you need. You need defense. But uh, there is another name that potentially could be on the market. We don't know when. Oh, Victor Arvinson got traded. That's right. I forgot about that. Victor Arvinson got traded to the to the Kings. I forgot to tell you that. I missed that one. That's a good one, too. Uh, what happened? Uh, oh, because I'm one of, like, three people who cover the NHL on U Stadium. Mm-hmm. Please hold. Uh, ben Bishop waves no movement clause. That's another one. I forgot about that. Uh, by the way, does does Larry Bird look like an old Ukrainian lady? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he he looks that. horrible. Uh, does Adam Silver look like a Russian nuclear scientist? He looks a creep. <laughs> he looks a creep. All right. He looks great. Um, geez, what happened here? Uh, uh, yeah, the Islanders, Golden Knight. Why, does, why is Vegas involved? 
They always got to throw Vegas involved. Why? Why is Vegas involved in Vladimir Tarasenko's trade list? First now, of all, let's understand. That wouldn't this. be a good fit. You won't understand this because Tampa Bay cheated, deliberately cheated, to get to the Stanley Cup final. Let's understand this. Tampa Bay was eighteen million dollars over the salary cap. Yep. The NHL permitted. Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov to come back off long-term injured reserve when the playoffs started. Mm-hmm. Mm, suspicious? I think not. <laughs> people, I mean, I know we have a, your sports conspiracy theorists people out there, and I know a few, and I got mine on that I'm kind of questionable on, but the league wants who they want to win. They will make anything that possible. And Tampa Bay right now is their New England Patriots. This is their dynasty team that they just got a baby to. Nah. Nah. Nah, I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning. Nah. I'm throwing a bunch of dipshits and dirty fucking players, Nikita Kucherov. By the way, did you see that video between – did you see that picture of Carey Price and Andre Vasilevsky side mm-hmm. by side? Why does Andre Vasilevsky look like 400 pounds in that picture? He looks big, dude. Someone did a terrible job angling that picture. That was bad. By the way, Carey Price needs a cup. That man needs yeah, a Stanley does. Cup. Yeah, he's – how many years you got left anyway in him? I don't know. But regardless, we'll take a quick break. We'll do – we'll do. We'll take a quick break for the intermission, and then we'll come back in the next hour for starting with the NFC North preview. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Time to BS Podcast, part of the Unhinged Sports Network. Now, to thank the sponsors who support this show. Are you looking for your team's favorite gear at the best prices? Look no further than Fanatics.com. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of the Unhinged Sports Network and Time to BS Podcast. Fanatics has some great deals all day, every day. Get your fan on at Fanatics.com. U Stadium is home to the best sports fans around. Chat and debate with fans every day and win some great prizes along the way. U Stadium has supported us since the very beginnings of our show at the days of the Sports Cave. And you can support them too. Download U Stadium on Apple and Google today. Time to BS Studios is home to Time to BS Podcasts, The Sports Cave, and BS Sessions. Follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Time to BS Podcast for updates on future episodes. The Sports Cave streams live weekly on YouTube, and BS Sessions is home to the realest talk around. Join the BS Army and follow us on our journey today. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to all of those advertisements. Now, as they always say in theaters, enjoy the show, guys. It's time to BS. They did, they're the reigning Western Conference champions. No, it's to the Stanley Cup final. They did go to the final. It was Stars Lightning in the final. Am I losing my mind? Wow, oh my Kim had a brain fart too. They shuffled everything up so much that this is the first time in like a bazillion years that the Stanley Cup final is in division this year. No! Oh my God, Kim, I'm no! My mind, I am losing 
No. <laughs> A U Stadium podcast. Oh yeah! It's time to BS. Repeat the sandwich you just said for me, please. Have you actually ever ate this? Yes, I did. It's really good. <laughs> yes, I did. It's really uh-huh. good. A U Stadium podcast. Okay, welcome back to another hour of Time to BS podcast, episode 110. Mike, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing well. We're, uh, we are uh, four days away from training camp, folks. Oh, exciting. Four, count exciting. them, four. Oh, it's exciting. So we did the AFC South preview last week. Uh, the NFC East was the beginning. Uh we did the NFC East preview, and John is somewhat excited about the about the Giants. Uh, Mike, the NFC North. What the fuck? What happened? So, okay, let's discuss this. The NFC North has been filled with bullshit yep. for the last 15 years, actually yep. 20 years, if you count Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers combined. It's just, it's been the one man show with the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, like holy shit! So we preview the NFC North, starting with the Minnesota Vikings, um, and thirty three million per year of Kirk Cousins. Uh, horrible contract, by the way. Yeah, what the hell is up with Minnesota? They had a decent draft though. Yeah, not a bad draft. I mean, it wasn't. Um... No, I like the pickup from Patrick Peterson in the secondary. I mean, it's not the Patrick Peterson that came in the league, but yeah, if it was the Patrick Peterson of old, I would have loved it. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was it was decent pickup. Yeah, it was good. Um, I, uh, I what's up? My biggest question for Minnesota, and I think it's Paul. I'm sure it's across the board. Is how much longer are they going to deal with Kirk Cousins being under center? Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing here, right? Saying, you know, oh, we're we're the Minnesota Vikings and we have faith in Kirk Cousins being the long-term answer quarterback. Yeah, sure. Can I have whatever you're smoking, please? Because last time I checked, Kirk Cousins is not reliable. Uh, no. If you think this man is a reliable quarterback, long-term, first of all, great business manager, by the way, because he managed to steal $33 per year from the Minnesota Vikings, who, by the way, prior to signing Kirk Cousins, let Case Keenum walk. This team went 13-3 with Case Keenum at quarterback. Case Keenum to the NFC Championship game. Yep. And decided, let's get Kirk Cousins. This is a great idea. Dipshits. Not a bad roster, though. Good roster. No, no. I, offensively, I like the receiving core. Um, I, I think that's great. I still like the defense. Kirk Cousins. Uh, oh, God. oh, boy. He's just really the, the question. Especially if you look at it now, especially now quarterback in the division wise, because now you got Jared Goff with Detroit, 
Justin Rose. Yeah, it is. I can't even say that without even thinking. Of, no, that's not right. Yeah, Jared Goff with the Detroit Lions. By the way, can we just – we'll get to the Lions in a second because I can, because I love Dan Campbell as a head coach. But continue with the Vikings. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, I like their offense. I like their defense, though. It's just something – something fishy is up with this team. And can Dalvin Cook – can stay, can he stay healthy in the back? Yeah, I mean, can can Dalvin Cook stay healthy? Um, the defense was weird. The defense was just weird. So they traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then traded him to the to the Ravens, yep. who then signed a massive deal with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So he's on his fourth team in two years, three years. I don't know. Uh, they then signed Sheldon Richardson back. Uh, they signed Dalvin Tomlinson. I think that's right. Yeah, they did. Um, there's been a lot of bullshit going on. Patrick Peterson is no longer in the NFC West, so good for me, kind of. Um, Xavier Woods, he's on the Vikings also. Mm-hmm. Rashad Breland, he's on the Vikings. Mackenzie Alexander's back with the Vikings. That was weird. Um so they upgraded their secondary. Where do you see this team? Like over under eight wins? I want to say over, and I'll tell you why. I'm still questionable about Green Bay. If Jordan, if Jordan loves their quarterback, it's going to be a long year. I, Which is you, good for me. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Which is great for me. <laughs> I'm I'm watching this carefully and be like, I mean, like, uh, who's that character from The Simpsons that's like X? Oh, Mr. Burns. Yeah, Mr. Burns. I'm like X. I haven't seen Simpsons in forever. I haven't so, either. Now, so I'm just like Detroit. I know we'll talk to them here in a bit. I like how they approached it. There's not going to see instant success, but I like what they did. I do like what they did too. Yeah, I like what they're. I like where they're going. I like where they they're going. Competitive this year. Yes, but Chicago. Oh, we'll stick with stick with the Vikings. You, where do you think the Vikings are going to go? Playoff team, seventeen games. I say eleven and six. You think so? Yeah. Keep in mind, we're banking. I'm going to go the assumption that they're going to that Green Bay does not have Aaron Rodgers under center. He's still be on the contract, just not under center. That's just Um, a shitty. That's just a shitty situation, though. That's a horrible situation. Um, Uh, Jordan loves their quarterback, which I think that's what the route is going to look like. I don't see him being very good right now. It's not so. a great team, though. With Aaron Rodgers, so I'll put it this way. Rogers. I'll stick to my guns. 11-6, with, I'm going on the, the assumption without Aaron Rodgers for Green Bay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go a little under you. I'm going to say 10-7, and seven, maybe a little lower than that. Uh, if Dave's listening to this, our resident Vikings fan, he's probably like, fuck her cousins, just release him or whatever. Yeah, fuck, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, we get to the Detroit Dan Campbells. Mm. I love that hire. I don't know about you. I love Dan Campbell. That man. Yep. First of all, I've never wanted to run through a brick wall faster than Dan Campbell's press conference. We're going to bite people's kneecaps off and then we're going to make them eat them. Well, I hope Holy he does. Well. We'll shit. see. Yes. I hope he does well. I hope so too. I really do. It's just 
That's a weird team, though. That's a very weird team. They're starting to get the pieces. I like where they're going. They got now their franchise quarterback, or at least kind of. court, yeah, sort of. Kind of. Their quarterback for at least for the next few years. Jared Goff's a weird trade. So out goes Matthew Stafford because you've yeah. requested a trade. Let's under, let's understand the timeline of the Lions here. Matt Patricia and Matt Patricia, the head coach, fired, fired. early in the season. Well, midway through the season. Uh, uh, Bob Quinn, who was the GM, I didn't think he did a terrible job with the Lions. Did a terrible job hiring coaches, though. Oh, yeah. It's 50-50 with Quinn. Um, he gets fired, along with Patricia. Uh, in comes Dan Campbell, the new head coach of the Lions, who, if that name sounds familiar to you, uh, Dan Campbell was the interim head coach for the Miami Dolphins some few years ago. Yeah, it wasn't long. Did a good job with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And then he got hired by the Saints to be the tight ends coach. So he can coach. Oh, He's a motivator. Yeah. He's a motivator. He's like the Ron Brindamore of the, of the NFL. If you get that reference, you're awesome. Um, uh, I like the offensive line, though. I definitely like the offensive line, yeah. I like it. I do like it a lot. Um, defensively, I – meh. Just meh. There can be some improvements. Just meh. They're okay. It's I, a meh. It's okay, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be a great team. Well, they're not a playoff team, no. Definitely not. I don't think they'll be as bad as what people think they'll be. Oh, absolutely not. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, part of me wants to say, okay, maybe six, seven. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I think so, too. I'm going like six, eleven, seven, ten. They won't be as bad somewhere. as think they'll be. No. I don't think they'll get the number one. I don't think they're – I don't think Jared Goff's the franchise quarterback. Well, no, because, I mean, he's he got some wear and tear on him, too. Thanks to also, the he's got a lot of shit going on with him. Yeah. I would know first that that man's a weird quarterback. He just a weird, weird quarterback. Just he, weird. Can throw, he can throw six touchdowns and 500 yards at will sometimes, and then he'll give you four interceptions out of random. Yep. He's like the Ken O'Brien of today's NFL. Oh that's a God. great, re- that's another good reference. Mm-hmm. Dude, Ken O'Brien and Dan Marino had great quarterback battles back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Great. You're old enough to remember those days, but I, I obviously don't, but sorry. <laughs> I remember watching you grow. I remember watching. Oh, my God. That man was a weird quarterback with the Jets. Um, yeah, I, I. they made some good moves, the Lions. I like where they're going. I like their moves. I like where they're Golf going. was still interested, but nonetheless, I think they're in a better position. Maybe not so much quarterback, yeah. wise, but they'll be competitive, but not in a playoff team. They'll be they'll be competitive. They'll pull a few wins out of their ass. Uh, the Penny the Sewell pick was good move. I mean, they Love had to it. do it. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they had to do it. Um. When the when we do the AFC North, we'll destroy the Bengals and their incompetence to not select them. What a bunch of morons! However, Jimmy from far on the bench will like to say, "Hey, I wanted just I wanted Jamar Chase." You know, I actually got I got some people on Twitter when I 
tweeted out what I did, that they made a horrible pick. A lot of people got pissed off about when I said that. We'll talk about when it gets that time, but I thought it was horrible, but whatever. Regardless, we digress. Um, We now get to the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh, And Zach, if you're – Zach Kyleman of the Gridiron Gallery Podcast, if you're listening, man, oh, Jesus. Uh, He is – he does not know what to think of this team. He does not know what to think of the Bears. And I don't blame him. So let's understand this from when the – so let's understand the timeline of the Bears. They were a playoff team last year with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. With an incompetent offense and a great defense. To put this in perspective, that's my life as a Seahawks fan in a nutshell for a good few years. Um, Regardless, um, they made some strange moves, to say the least. Um, but when the draft happened, we all knew the Bears were probably going to take a quarterback. We just didn't know which one. And then they made the trade with the Giants to jump up to 10 and then take Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I texted Zach and I texted you saying, this is a great trade and great pick for the Bears. I think I texted you that. Mm-hmm. This was back months ago. I can't remember shit. Um, yeah, you did because, uh, Denver was at nine. And this is where a lot of Bronco fans thought we got Justin Fields. We went, of course, Patrick Sertan, which, by the way. You loved it. You love it. Ah, yes. Love I it. called it way before the draft. Oh, we'll, PS2, this dude's going to wreck havoc. We'll get, to the, we'll get to the AFC West before. Oh, we'll God. get to the AFC West in a few weeks. But we're going um, um, But no, I, I like. I'm, I like I'm curious. Pick. I'm very curious to see what, what the Bears are going to do. I like Justin Fields. Wasn't bad at Ohio State. We've mentioned it on shows prior to. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. Ohio State quarterbacks don't pan out. Oh, I hope he does, though. Please. I really do. I feel bad for the Bears. I really do because they. Yes, he could even make or break their home franchise right here. Oh my God, Ryan Pace especially. Yep. Ryan Pace will be sent. Will be burnt. Will be sent out of town faster than the Chicago Fire. Uh, yeah. That's a terrible reference. I'm sorry. I'm well, kind of on today. Well, kind of on. Um, yeah, I don't know what – I, I – this team's weird. First of all, they sign Andy Dalton. They keep Nick Foles. So, they have three the starting quarterbacks on their team. Uh-huh. Huh? Um, their defense is still really good. Defense is really good, yeah. Eddie uh, Desmond Truffaut's there. Tashawn Gibson's there. Eddie Jackson's there. Artie Burns. This, this. Jalen Johnson, Duke Sheely, a, a defensive back. Khalil Mack, Smith, Trevathan, Quinn. Def, the, the, front, the, the defense is really good. I will say this. I love what the Bears did after they picked Fields. Yes. Yes. Evan Jenkins. Yes. The offensive guard, I believe, from uh, um, offensive lineman from Oklahoma State. That kid can play. And yeah. I mean, he can play. You saw him firsthand. In oh, Oklahoma absolutely. State. Yeah. You saw him firsthand. Yeah. That man was an animal at left tackle. He's good. Yeah, he's really good. Um, 
Elijah Wilkinson's a new right tackle. Mm-hmm. Meh. Yeah. Former Bronco, so. Yeah. Jermaine Fetty. Jermaine Fetty's their right guard. God help yourself, Chicago. He's a yeah. fucking turnstile. Uh, he's a better right tackle than he's a guard, but. Cody White here. Love that kid coming out mm-hmm. of college. Um, if Justin Fields is the starter, and okay, if they're a competent offense with Justin Fields instead of Foles and Dalton, they have a shot to potentially win this division. Well, yeah. Barring anything going on with the Packers. Well, that's the thing. We're just going to go with the assumption that. I guess what Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. Again, we don't know shit. Oh, exactly. We're no, just two dipshits recording a podcast. Yeah, I mean, we don't know anything about this whole freaking Aaron we Rodgers. Oh shit! <laughs> um, but regardless, they can still dethrone Green Bay. Regardless. Yeah, they could dethrone Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay is a flawed team. I mean, every team is flawed, but Green Bay well, is yeah. clearly flawed if you look at their tire at their roster, most of their roster, but. I mean, if they're a competent offense with Justin Fields at the quarter at quarterback position, what do you think? What do you think? It's tough, man. Mm. It's tough. Let me look up the schedule real quick. It's not bad to my knowledge. I don't think they had a rough one either. Um, uh, real quick, real quick, real quick. Let's just scroll. Yeah, I get your time. Uh, Rams, home open, be season opener. Rams, yeah, it'll be a little interesting. Uh, the Bengals, the Browns, the Lions, the Raiders, the Packers, the Bucks, the Niners, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Lions, the Cardinals, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Vikings. Okay, let's it's it's weird. It's very weird. What do you think? Over ten wins? I say ten wins. That defense is gonna give them eight wins regardless. That defense is gonna well, that defense eight, eight for wins. sure. I yeah. say ten. I, I I say at five hundred, I say ten. If there if that defense is healthy, if Khalil Mack is back to his old self when he first got to the Bears. Yeah. Because I mean Zach could jump in any minute, any minute out of someone's asshole and be like, "Listen here, Khalil Mack is an animal. He's not that kind of Bears fan, though. He's he's a car Bears fan." I say even. I'm gonna say even. We're gonna go stick with ten. Yeah, he's yeah. got. I like their. I like the running back core. I do. Fields, if he's a starter, can really do a lot of different things. Yes. Yes. Um, we Dalton, I think they would struggle quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a two-team race in the NFC North. Nick Foles will be interesting. Yes. I forgot he was still on the Bears for, before we recorded this. Um, Fields would be even 10 wins. Andy would yeah, – that would not go well. Um, and I think – I'm just going to stick with 10 wins. I think so, too. All right, we transition over to Green Bay, Wisconsin, with the Packers. Oh man, 
This couldn't have come at a worse time for a number of reasons. First of all, the Rodgers trade rumors came out during the draft. During this past draft. Mm. Uh, since then, Rodgers has requested a possible, has, poss- has done everything but, request- but demand a trade. Mm. Now, this is also the same thing where I say, okay, Brett Favre did the same shit. Well, yeah, exactly. Kind of. We say kind of. The only difference is that Brett Favre kind of fucked himself for different reasons, but he burnt his own bridges. Yeah, he did, but this is true. No pun intended. It's just, yeah. <sighs> dick. <laughs> but, uh, they kind of sort of did good things. I like the defense. Defense is good. I do. I think Devontae Adams is going to be relied on too much where I think yeah. they'll struggle off. Well, they had an interest. Well, they have a good receiving core to a degree. I mean, Adams is one of the better receivers in the league. Valdez Scantling is an awesome deep threat. Mm-hmm. Equinemius St. Brown is still pretty good. Is pretty good. Alan Lazard, he has his moments. I forgot Amari Rogers was drafted by the Packers, actually. I completely forgot. Mm. Um, he's their slot receiver. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Um, good offense. Good offense. Weird defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been one to destroy the Packers over the last two years and say this team's a bunch of fucking frauds. Because. I don't think you can say that, though. If you can say. Absolutely, I can say that. Because. If you notice this team over the last two years, since Matt Wilfour has been hired by the head, as the head coach of the Packers, um, this team plays 30 minutes and forgets to play the other 30. Mm-hmm. Of exhibit A, this past NFC Championship game. This team picked off Tom Brady three times. What did they do? Fucking nothing. Nothing. Aaron Rodgers it, screws it all up, and, and you but, can't blame it on Rodgers. It's, well, it's that one beat. play, he could have, he could have ran. Besides that, but still, I, I don't, I haven't trusted this team for years. This team is the Washington Capitals of the NFL. Mm-hmm. This team has got so much talent and hasn't done shit. They've won one Super Bowl. And most of these guys are on this team. We're not even on that team. Aaron Rodgers, to my knowledge, is the only one left from that Super Bowl team. I think so. I could be horribly wrong with that. Mm. Yes. No, Mason Crosby. That's right. Well, I don't say it wouldn't be much if there was any left. No. Still. It's like, what the fuck? Over 10 wins regardless. Yeah. I think the Rodgers drama is going to haunt them, though. That's really going to make or break their That's season. That's an interesting one here because that whole the whole NFC, not even just that division, the whole NFC changes. Well, of course. I mean, as of July 15th, we're four days away from uh, training camp. We don't know if he's even going to be there, first of all. Um, 
that's that's weird. This whole, this is just a strange. It's a very interesting situation. I know I've, I know I've said that a bunch, but regardless, it is a very uh, curious situation. Um, if Rogers does indeed not play the whole season, pulls a Carson Palmer. Which could happen, too. Could happen. Who knows? Who knows? He could get traded to Denver far enough. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> if this indeed happens and this changes the whole complexity of the NFC, you're looking at an entire an entire conference looking at the Packers and be like, we could beat them. Mm-hmm. We could beat them. Particularly three teams in three or four, the entire NFC West. You can look at three teams in the NFC West and argue they're all the they're all number one seed contenders in the NFC West, aside from Arizona, because I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Cardinals. I still think it'll be a black. They're gonna definitely be a dark horse. They'll be a good team. The Cardinals will be fine. Yeah, but uh, we'll stay at the NFC West for for a couple weeks. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't. Okay. We just don't know much about this team because, I mean, we don't know. Is, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback, if so, do I push it 12 wins or more? Um, if he's not – I think if he's not, I think this could be a long year for Green Bay. Oh, yeah. I'm really not – I've seen him play at Utah State. He was a heck of a kid at Utah State. I don't know if this Jordan Love kid's going to make it, though. I don't know either. Ugh. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean – He's got big, gigantic – Gigantic shoots to fill because we oh, didn't even God, mention yeah. we didn't even mention this. Rogers is the reigning MVP. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is the reigning three-time MVP, which is still weird to think about because I didn't think I didn't think he was the MVP. No, I didn't either. I thought Josh Allen was the MVP, but that's really who I thought should have won. But you know, <laughs> but if you look at it this way, I mean, even added more pressure to him. No offense to Jordan Love, but let's just say this, dude, you're filling in shoes from the guy that started right after Brett Favre. I mean, I don't know. This whole Aaron Rodgers thing is – I'm about done over with it, but – He's become a kid. He's become a child. It's like, oh, I didn't get what I want. I'm going to pout about it. Okay, so who gives a shit? But – I'm not obviously not going to say shut up and play football because, as we discussed with Richard Sherman, out of the question. Yeah. But the Packers are a strange front office. Mm. I mean, when Ted Thompson was the GM, I mean, they made weird moves. They were still a really good team. But when Ted Thompson, the late Ted Thompson was the GM, they just made weird moves. And then Brian Gutenkurst just becomes the GM of the Packers. It's just like, okay, they do stuff. But it's just still a weird situation. As you say before, we move on to the next segment. It all depends if Rodgers plays. Well, and that's a thing. I mean, I can't even – if Roger plays, I say – 11, 12, 13 wins, somewhere in that ballpark. Let's be clear on this. Are they the one seed in the NFC if Rodgers plays? Probably. Oh, by far, yeah. Probably. 
Yeah, you say yeah. probably because Tampa Bay. I'm, Tampa Bay is a year older. We have the reigning champ. It's still stupid to say, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. Hey, John. Uh, I'll save that for. My eyes just lit up. Um, wow. Uh, I'll tell we have, you. We have breaking news. Uh, no, it's from our friend John. <laughs> John. Okay. Uh, I I still I don't know what's going. On. I don't know what's going on with the Packers. I don't know. We just don't know. I mean, we're just two but, just recording a podcast. We have no yeah, we have no knowledge. Where's your well, guys? Yeah, I mean, he may sign a record deal, become Jeopardy's host. I don't know. Please. Um, That'd be a joke, but let's know. transition to the next segment real quick before we close up the show. It's time to BS. That would be nice. Just classic fucking, you start on the top, I start on the bottom wrestling. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I personally would want to be on the bottom if it's Scott Steiner. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So much editing to do, bro. <laughs> A U Stadium podcast. Dude, are you excited that we're getting fans back in WWE? Dude, I'm stoked. I know WWE uh, hasn't been relevant in like five years. Yeah, their ratings suck. Regardless, um, holy shit. I can't wait. Dude, what give AEW? They're getting a lot of momentum, but this is gonna be right back to the good old days where we had WCW oh. and Monday Night. Oh, Monday Night Wars, homie. I love it. But I'm ecstatic that they're back to live fans. Of course, August 30th. I'm thinking about it just because it's been a while since they've been live. Also, uh, happy Shark Week. August 30th, Monday Night Raw down here at. Uh, the Oklahoma City Arena, which I can't say a Chesapeake Energy Arena anymore because they no longer have the rights to that arena. So, as a story, before we mm-hmm. before we end the show, so um, how often do you watch AEW? Every Wednesday night only. Okay, do you know Bear Country? Mm-hmm. Bear Bronson, who currently is doing singles matches because uh, Bear Boulder is injured, I think. Right. Uh, Bear Bronson is a mem- is a native of Long Island, and he works out at my gym. I kid you not. Bear Bronson, who is one half of the ta- of of the AEW tag team Bear Country, works out at my gym. Nice. I kid you fucking not. This man is the epitome of a gentle giant. Oh, I he's like six that, yeah. four. He's six four, like three hundred pounds, like over two hundred fifty pounds, maybe close to three hundred pounds. He's got a ton of muscle in him, but he's such a cool guy. He looks like a cool dude to talk to. He is a really cool dude. He's he's such a cool dude to talk to. But uh, dude, uh, there's also another. Uh, speaking of wrestling, uh, there is also a report that Goldberg could be coming back. Uh, by the way, Hall of Famer Goldberg, he's coming back to WWE next week. Jesus. Uh, but WWE has been weird. They made some weird moves or decisions. If you well, I know 
few weeks back, they had the whole, un, you know, the releasing, I call it, practically. Ron Strumman release was weird. I was shocked at I that. was stunned. Because this wow. man was in a WWE title match the week prior. Alistair Black was shocking to me because it was like, bro, this man just came back from an injury. And oh, another John text. This article. Jesus. Okay, that's that's enough comedy for one day. Woo! Woo! Let's not mention it because we're on a, because we're on a podcast network. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, text, text me. Tell them to send you that article, please. <laughs> but, oh, man. If you have his number, if not, I'll send you his number. Uh, I think I have it. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. One more thing before we end the show. What the fuck's up with the hook? Like, Big 12 banning the hook? Oh, like, my God. down? So... Um, for those who do not understand college football, even I, someone with a lesser degree of a college football fan than Mike, who is a fellow Oklahoma Sooner fan, myself being Penn State, um, the Red River Showdown is a sacred game amongst yes. sports fans. Even those who are not into football understand the sacred game that is the Red River Showdown. Between you, between Oklahoma and the University of Texas, that that game is played in a neutral site at the Cotton Bowl once a year. A Big Twelve official now understand these two teams dislike each other to to a degree of bloodbaths. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mike, is that him? Is that him? Yep. <laughs> Don't read the article while we're recording, but. Um, oh God, it's just, yeah, it's gold. But, um, basically what happened was the, the big 12 officials are trying to ban the horns down celebration for the university of Oklahoma as such could potentially be a penalty, a 15 yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. So let me get this straight. A salute, not even a salute, a mockery of the University of Texas. Um, John, I got, I texted John earlier earlier today, and he was like, "I just read this, and I want to punch the Big Twelve officials in the face because you two are the biggest Oklahoma Sooner fans I know, mm-hmm. and you were royally pissed off because that is a sacred game." The Red River Showdown is a sacred it's, it, event. It's, it's a massive church service on a Saturday afternoon. Basically. And it's, it's yeah. I mean, I hate saying this, but if you listen to it out there, if you don't realize that, and I know people are like, well, you know, you always have the best college rivalries. My, I'm going to be biased. It's OU Texas because of the fact that Dallas is a halfway point to Norman and Dallas is a halfway point to Austin. Um, I never yeah. been. I'd love to be down one of these days to uh, to witness the game live. But until then, I watch on TV. Nonetheless, Those it is great. a absolute sacred. You have the Texas State Fair going on, 11 a.m. kickoff or 2:30 kickoff. It's always one of those two. Uh, it's a massive church service of passionate football fans that's going to 
literally punch each other in the ass. People talk about this rivalry as as on the Mount Rushmore of all time rivalries in sports. Well, dude, on the fifty yard line, it splits right down. Burnt orange on one side, crimson on the other. And there's been stories I read them. I've seen videos on the fifty yard line. There's fights every single year at the fifty. It's two fan bases that don't like each other. I could pass by a Texas Longhorn fan with a broken down with four kids in the back seat and, you know, and the dad trying to change the tile, ask for help. Nobody's going to do it. It's just, I hate saying that, but it's a very serious, it's a serious yeah, yeah. You two don't like each other. Those, uh, those, no. two, those two teams do not like each other one bit. Um, we could talk about Yankees, Red Sox. There's like on the Mount Rushmore of all time rivalries. I mean, we could talk about, you know, Lakers, Lakers, Celtics. I mean, that doesn't count probably, but I mean, I mean, we could go on and on about this, but mm. one thing is for sure: when when a rivalry game in college football is played on a neutral site once a year, specifically once a year at a neutral site away from their home stadiums, mm. to to for these two teams to meet, and like Mike said, the exact split from the fifty yard line between Oklahoma and Texas. Mm-hmm. You do not fuck with that game. You do not fuck with this. Mm-hmm. You do not fuck with a sacred rivalry. You do not fuck with it. Oh, no. Ever. Oh. Ever. Just because you want people to get along. I'm sorry. But I mean, back in my hey, back in Mike, I the, what's another rivalry that we can talk about all um, oh, the rivalries that, like, you can argue are the best in sports. Nothing compares to the Red River Showdown. No. Nothing. Um, Gee, it's tough, right? It's you tough. know, Ohio, Ohio State has owned Michigan for so long. I don't yeah. even – it's just like, oh, you know what you – A close second in terms of college football, a very close second in college football would be Miami Notre Dame. Miami Notre Dame. Miami you Notre Dame. Throw in few years of success. At times, you can throw in the Iron Bowl with Alabama and Auburn. Um, yeah. Jacksonville, of course, you got Florida. Georgia can be. Um, Miami, Florida State. And the, Miami, Florida Miami, State was yeah. really good, though. But you get the point, though. Nothing beats the River River Shuttle. Nothing. Uh, no. Don't fuck with that rivalry ever. Well, and the rule was stupid. Of course, Big 12 Media Day was this week, and, you know, they took, you know, whatever. Yeah, so they passed a stupid thing. And, well, oh, I don't want to petition. Oh, it's going to get petitioned. What I, what I hope, oh, I still hope he doesn't. What I don't get is this. For example, say Spencer Rattler, potential Heisman Trophy winner, this year, <laughs> uh, he, he goes runs down the sideline. He does a Kyler Murray. He scores. He can look at these obnoxious, annoying homosexual fans right in front of his face <laughs> on the south end zone, and he, he can do, and he can do the 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 hook them horns upside down. No penalty. He can do it. However, he can get in the end zone, do it to the safety, or he can throw the ball to. Um, um, Austin uh, Stogner and 
they get penalized because they do it in front of the player. But to the fans, they do. I, I, I know David. From, it's stupid. It's so said, stupid. Well, I, I exactly, and I get, you know, well, it might cause fights. So what? Okay. Okay. Cool. It's a sacred rivalry that spans over 150 years. Yeah, it's a game that's never gonna ever gonna go on. It won't ever be in Austin. It won't ever be in Norman. First of all, security will net. We won't. Norman does not have this place. Ever. Austin will ever. I know that Austin's a state capital, but of Texas, but they won't. They won't. No, there's too much police force that we could call Jason and ask. We could call Jason, our resident University of Texas fan, the Cowboy fan, and ask him, "Hey, listen, what are your thoughts on?" You know them messing with the Red River Showdown, the messing the sacred, mm-hmm. this the sacred one of the two sacred salutes of the Red River Showdown. He, I'm pretty sure he would say, "Fuck Oklahoma for starters," but it, they're they're fucking they're ruining the game. They're ruining the purpose of the game. And, and it's and it's a part of the thing because people if you don't really you know listeners out there that don't understand it. Listen to the fight song. There's a portion of it. And it says practically their fight song, da, 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 you know, whatever. And in this, and, and they have it in it. It says B O U, and it finishes out. This, this rivalry is just it's one it's one of the ages, and it's just stupid. Let these kids. Yeah, first of all, we've already had the stupid NIL thing, the name, image, and likeness, which I think is crap. We already got that, which I think is going to hurt it. But now yeah. we got. Well, we can't. Well, we can't put it. Oh, you can't do that. That's a flag. Okay, let's just touch each other's butts at this rate. <laughs> touch football. I mean, that's what we're kind of getting to. Sarcastable from South Park. <laughs> just, you know, I, I I get that. You know, Tom Herman, the former head coach of Texas, is the reason why I'm sure this has something to do with it too. But um, oh boy, this I'm, whole thing is a shit show. I hate it. Oh, I know you hate it. I hate I it. I hope – I, I really do. I hope Spencer – I don't care who does it. I hope somebody does it. Penn if State, they, Ohio State's another good rivalry too. Yeah, it is. Over the last few years, Penn State, Ohio State's been really good. Penn State has done some spoilers too. Bro, I remember that I remember that game like it was yesterday. When I, I – because, you know, I'm a Penn State fan. I've been used to Ohio State kicking our ass for years, you know, since I started watching Penn State. And when I saw, when I was like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna kick this field goal, Ohio State's gonna go up led by by a touchdown, and then I saw Marcus Allen, not not to be confused with Hall of Fame Marcus Allen, but current Steelers safety Marcus Allen, um, blocks the field goal, Grant Haley picks it up seventy yards, touchdown. I saw that I I I watched clip I watched that clip. Over and over again when I get the chance, puts tears in my eyes every time. I'm like, bro, that game put us back on the map. Well, Penn State has been doing shit there and back for years since Joe Paterno and even before Joe Pa died and been through the Sandusky scandal and shit. But beside the point, uh, yeah, don't fuck with the sacred rivalry. That'll do it for us. <laughs> On uh, for two hours on the Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, if you like our show, be sure to tune in 
uh, as soon as whatever the hell we stream this crap, because my streaming service has been shit, has been breaking like a motherfucker. We'll do the sports game probably tomorrow. Um, uh, we'll do the sports game probably Friday or Saturday or whenever we get the or whenever we get the chance to come back on. Uh, BS sessions with Coach Kurt Hines is coming soon, and then Volume Twenty Two with uh, Moose Muhammad Moon will be up soon. Oh, he's awesome! And Volume Twenty Three, I'm still figuring it out. Don't forget to listen to Mike's show, the Area Tag Podcast, weekly on UnhingedSN.com. Again, that'll do it for us for this week. Thank you for wasting your two hours of your time. Listen to us ramble and talk stuff. Uh, have a good one, guys. Boomer. Jesus.